Welcome to the 275th episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we'll be talking about it. Today, we are recording on March 11th, 2022. My name is Brad Galloway. I am the editor of GameCritics.com, and 50% of this here show with me is the man who has just joined the FromSoft development team, Carlos Rodella. I might as well have. I am all in, all right? I am all in. He is all in. You are all in. I am all in. I think a lot of people are all in, and that is why today's show is going to be called The Elden Cast, and you actually coined that, so credit to you, sir. Yes. It, welcome to The Time is Nigh. The Time is Here. It's actually happening. It is the Elden Cast. Today is the Elden Cast. So as you may surmise, we're going to be talking quite a bit about Elden Ring, the hot new business from FromSoft. Everybody's playing it, including your mom. She likes it a lot. So we're going to be talking about that at the, uh, I mean, not really the end of the show, but like for the tail end of the show, the second half of the show, whatever. We're kind of in two pieces today. First, I'm going to bring a couple quickies uh, that I've been playing, just a real little touch and go on those. And then we're going to be talking about nothing else other than Elden Ring for the entire rest of the show. So right now, uh, I'm going to give just a heads up to let you know that when we get to the Elden Ring portion, uh, we're going to be spoiling anything. I don't know what we're going to talk about. We haven't really discussed ahead of time. I mean, we're going to just be rambling and sharing stories and just bits and bobs and whatever. So we don't know what we're going to be talking about. And because of that, just heads up that there may be just rando spoilers about mechanical things, about items we found, story. I don't even know what. So just heads up now. We're, you're fine to keep listening. But if you are spoiler sensitive, um, know that that segment's coming. And I'll give you one more spoiler warning before we actually start talking about that. But for now... As per usual, housekeeping, and then a couple games, and then the Elden cast. Does that sound good, Carlos? It sounds good, and I will also add that if you're playing Elden Ring right now, and you're like just in the middle of it, uh, it also might behoove you to listen to it, because, you know, a lot of people like doing things together, a community, and so if you're okay with some minor spoilers, it's kind of fun to listen, because, you know, you might have that same experience that we had, or like fought that same boss, so... Yeah, you know, FromSoft really puts a lot of value in the community aspect, like sharing things. Um, I don't know that necessarily jumping on an FAQ and reading every page of a wiki is what they had in mind. But, you know, hey, whatever. They open the door. We're going to walk right in. So the stuff you hear on our podcast today, I doubt is going to be that top secret. I think it's just I'm normally playing. Carlos is normally playing. So you may hear stuff for an area you haven't gotten to yet. Maybe a boss you, have, a boss you haven't fought yet. But I don't think we're going to have like any deep dark black magic stuff to talk about do you carlos i don't know is black magic i mean black magic's in this game <laughs> like <laughs> dark magic is in this game so yes uh i don't know just stay tuned we'll, we'll get all there. right stay tuned all right so just know that that's coming but for now we're going to get to the main portion of the show as we normally do folks uh carlos and i share a virtual living space giant house divided down the middle with a strip of duct tape on my side Ah, nothing, I don't think. I think I'm just totally fine on my side. Carlos, do you have anything on your side that needs to be kept? Any housekeeping to do? Well, I have uh, a couple small boxes and a big box. A big box that I thought you might know about, but you don't, which is the state of play happened. Oh, you know, I heard about it, and I just, man, I just got no time for it right now. Yeah, I know. You know, you have three and a half minutes. Of yeah, I, I just didn't have no brain cells to devote to it. But I, I look forward to you telling me all about it. I will just tell you about a few games from it. And um, yeah, in general, though, I'm underwhelmed by that's a tangent I want to go down. But like this whole idea of Nintendo Direct's state of play 
they're interesting, but I never get super excited about them. Um, I think one time they blew me away, and Xbox did one as well that I kind of was really interested in, but I don't know. They just feel like boring. They feel like really boring, and the announcer's always like, you know, it's all pre-recorded. Sure. Um, so I don't know. I'm not a fan of these things. I've kind of like fallen out of love with them. Uh, that said, every once in a while you'll get a couple announcements. Uh, this one, they had a kind of weird announcement about Exo Primal, which is a crazy game where you're like Apex Legends multiplayer, uh, kind of some mech suits, and you're fighting dinosaurs that are coming out of the sky. Yeah, this was coming from Capcom, correct? Yeah, and it's like Earth Defense Force meets Apex Legends. Yeah, like I was watching the trailer. I couldn't. I'm like, it's a team game. Is it not a team game? Is it like Left 4 Dead? Is it like Apex? Is it Fortnite? Is it something else? Kind of hard to tell exactly what it is. Yeah, I don't know. But it looked crazy. And so that was the only thing that I was like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that thing. That's kind of fun. Yeah, Uh, I mean, a cool callback to Dino Crisis. So one of the characters that they flashed looked like Regina from Dino Crisis, who's awesome. And I love Dino Crisis back in the day. So they got away from her really quickly. She was not the focus. So I'll be very curious to see if they make any connections there. Yeah, it's interesting. Nice callback there. Um, They showed off some more Ghostwire Tokyo. I don't know why people aren't as excited about that as I am. I'm pretty damn excited. Um, I'm going to pick it up. And also, there's a visual novel out right now. Do you know that? Yeah, there's something on PSN. I believe it's free. It may also be on PC. I was going to check it out, and then I got busy and forgot. And Ghostwire, um, it's on my radar. I'm not the biggest fan of first-person games, but it does seem kind of interesting. Right now, I think I'm just waiting for some feedback before. I mean... Real talk. I mean, as we're going to get to, I mean, Elden Ring is just like my entire world right now. And I, I don't know. have time for anything else. So yeah. whatever else is out right now, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to get to you for a couple months. Well, even me, like uh, when we're talking about Elden Ring, uh, most of the podcast, this podcast, but Elex 2, uh, Shadow Warrior 3, Horizon, you yeah. know, is yeah. all on my PS5 right now. And they're just kind of sitting there. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm psyched for Elex 2. I haven't even touched Dying Light 2, and I was super psyched for that oh as well. Oh my goodness. You'll I mean, never... Ever stop playing games. I, I Yeah. I mean, it's like I, I have enough games to last me all the way until December right now. And there's Easily. still more coming. So. Yeah. A few more things for State of Play. They showed uh, Forspoken a little bit more. Um, they pushed that back, by the way, till October, which is good. I think it needed more time in the Is that the one oven. that showed the lady like jumping and flipping all over yeah, the place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, um, I mean, a female protagonist, uh, kind of a modern take, like a woman from like modern times thrown into like medieval fantasy stuff, which I always like. Um, so I'm, I'm actually excited for it. It's just it's going to get pushed back to October, and they showed more uh, content from that. They talk about Turtles collection. Uh, a lot of people are excited about that, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, all the old games, including the games from Japan that we never got. Okay. Um, I don't care at all because, again, I've kind of checked out of old school stuff, but I guess that's kind of exciting for people who like that. I mean, kind of neat, but yeah, I mean, a lot of those were really repetitive kind of brawlers, kind of cool for like 10 minutes, but like, I don't know that I would ever really like play through them again. And kind of like you, I'm kind of done with retro stuff. Uh, So, you know, neat. It's cool to have, but it's not something I'm really on fire to play. Yeah. I think both of us have like checked that box. We're like, okay, if it's super retro, we might just walk around it. Uh, They introduced co-op to Returnal, which will make more people maybe finish it, uh, which is kind of nice. But I'm not going back. I'm not going back. At no, all. I'm. I mean, I, I mean, I finished it, so I have. I'm not going back under yeah. any circumstances. But yeah, I mean, interesting that there's co-op. I'm very curious how that's going to work. Um, and I, I wish it had been there in the beginning. That maybe that would have been 
a, a key thing to help me enjoy it more because it kind of ended up being a hate play for me. But yeah, I, I'm not coming back. So if, if nobody's played it before, they're coming to it for the first time. I mean, that seems like a neat feature. Yeah. Just two more things from it. Uh, black and white Trek to Yomi, the black and white indie game. It's 2D. It's like Ghost of Tsushima, but 2D. And, and black and white. On black and white. And it looked, yeah. I remember seeing that a while ago, but they just showed that a little bit more. Um, I think I picked that up, actually. And then a cel-shaded RPG, uh, Valkyrie Elysium. Uh, the cel-shading looks whack, kind of like <laughs> not awesome. But I like the style of gameplay. You play a woman protagonist. Uh, she has like a grappling hook thing, and she has a great dash. And it's an action RPG, uh, and it's a Valkyrie title, you know? I you know I played Valkyrie Profile back in the day. Is this in right. that same series? I think it is. I think I think I think it is. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it was good back then, but I think there was at least one or two sequels since then, if I'm not mistaken. And neither one of those was as good. And I kind of, in the meantime, just got burned out on Japanese flavored stuff. And I, I probably not for me. Yeah. But anyways, that's from the state of play. Again, not big announcements at all. And it was like, why do we even have this? You can just tell me there's some trailers up. Uh, a couple other things real quick. Smaller boxes, God of War TV shows being made. I think we might have talked about it. But I just learned, uh, thanks to Skill Up on YouTube, check out his channel, that the people, some of the people that worked on The Expanse are working on it. Interesting. Interesting. You, you I've like heard the a Expanse, lot of... right? Um, it's on my list to watch. We watched a couple oh. episodes, liked it, but then I forget what happened. I got really busy or I started a night job or something, and then we just like stopped watching it. But I'm going to come back to it, but everybody I talk to loves that show, so I guess yeah. that's a real positive sign. Yeah, it's a positive sign. I mean, you know, anytime you do a video game show like uh, Halo, I'm looking at you. I don't know if that one's going to be great. Uh, you know, you run the risk of like not being awesome, I think. I shouldn't say that because I don't know. It, I mean, that's the risk for anything, though. Anything it could is. be awesome, right. could not be awesome. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't matter if you're making a sandwich, you're watching a TV show. Nice. Whatever you're doing that day could be awesome, could not be awesome. I've had a not awesome sandwich for sure. Okay, good good luck to God of War. I think it's going to do well. And then uh, last two things, Amazon Luna is out. Amazon? What did I just say? Amazon? <laughs> Amazon I don't Luna. Even, I don't even know what it is. Like it's like nothing, 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 nothing. And then all of a sudden I got twenty seven emails about Luna. And I'm like, wow, you guys coordinated this well because I don't know what this even is. And then all of a sudden I'm drowning in it. So I still don't even know what it is. Well, I have actually mentioned it on the show, but it's we we talk about everything, so it's fine. Uh it's the Stadia. It's Amazon's version of Stadia. Oh, okay. I'm right. So it's a controller and it's a service, but the only thing that's probably better than Stadia is you don't buy games outright. You subscribe to channels, which is interesting. So you could subscribe to like the Ubisoft channel and then just get their games. Sure, sure. It's in, again, in theory, it's okay. You got to look at the streaming. How is it going to work and how is it actually going to play? Um, but that's it. That's out. Cool. We don't care, really. Uh, I don't really care. Yeah, no. And the last, last thing is Sony's PlayStation service that we've been hinting at and they've been hinting at. I don't know if they ever actually officially hinted at it, but we talked about it on the show. Um, uh, Jeff Grubb, um, he talked about it on one podcast somewhere and said that he found out information that there's three tiers, Essential, Extra, and Premium, and Essential will be just like you get now, like you just play for PlayStation service. It's like $10. Extra will give you more games, and then Premium would give you like exclusive games. I like mean, it. this already is a fail, dude. This is already a fail because when you split the market like that, people don't like that, right? People do not like having those tiers because, I mean, so like, I don't know what the, they, they can talk about the pricing at all or not yet. 
That's just the the Jeff's. Um, I think he gleaned that information from. Somebody. Right, right, right. So. Yeah, I don't know. I take from the get go to start with something that's already segmented like that. To me, feels like a failed strategy. But I guess we'll see. Well, the minute I saw it, I didn't like it because I was like, yeah. well, I don't know which one I want. And if I don't know which one I want, then that's a problem. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into your. Do you have any boxes or no? You have nothing. I don't think so. I mean, I've just been really, really busy this week. I mean, just like on a personal note, I mean, like we talked about my. Did we talk about my basement flooding? We talked about it, didn't we? We did, Maybe I not. think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that happened. Um, spending most of my days cleaning up, disinfecting, getting things, you know, rearranged. We, like, had to throw out all the carpets, threw out a bunch of furniture. But luckily, none of, like, the cool stuff got damaged because a lot of it was on shelves and was above the floor. So that was nice. Um, but I think today I just basically put in the last shelf. We replaced some shelving and I, I did the cement work last week. So I feel like we're in pretty good shape. Going to knock on some wood and I'm looking forward to just getting back to enjoying my basement. I This is the first time I've ever had a basement. I think it's pretty awesome. Got all my like my stuff and my game stuff and like my action figures, and my He-Man dudes. And it's a pretty cool space to be in it's my my game critics west office so i like it down here but i do not like it when it's full of water yeah so now that it's dry and and the work is done hopefully it's going to hold no more leaking looking forward to just chilling out so because of that that's all i've been doing when i have not been podcasting is that yeah so looking forward to getting back and reclaiming my life a little bit well and also you've been playing elden ring which we'll get to that, very soon yes, that as well which we're going to yes. get to so that's it for me okay all right, cool. That is housekeeping. Let's just talk about a couple games really quickly, and then we shall launch into the Elven cast. Um, but before we get to that, uh, a couple quickies here. First, I'm going to talk about Aztec Forgotten Gods. Uh, this is a game that we talked about briefly, and the recent, well, I mean, fairly recent, Xbox Demo Fest, like that thing that happened yeah, a couple I months ago. Yeah, I and brought it to the show, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is an inter- interesting one because it's, uh, it's about... A girl who has like a mechanical arm and this arm lets her punch things really hard. It also can shoot out like a, a beam or an exhaust that lets her fly. So it's kind of like a like a jet booster. It's also like a punchy thing. Um, it's interesting also because it takes a lot of, I mean, I guess South American iconography, a lot of style and themes from, I assume, what would, would have to be like the Aztec culture. Yeah. Um, a lot of like stone carvings that look like, you know, the stuff you see on Aztec things like snakes and wing, wing snakes and leopards and stuff like that um i'm definitely not an expert on this so please forgive me if i'm kind of messing this up i'm just kind of just you know from the demo and from the game what i saw here yeah uh, also like the, the characters are also wearing facial decoration which seems kind of consistent with some south american tribes that i've seen before like um you know dots on their faces and kind of like a, a type of adornment that you don't see a lot in in video games it's very distinctive looking so that's pretty cool i mean the premise is kind of like what if the Aztecs survived and became like a highly advanced technological society while also retaining their culture and their flavor, which is fucking cool. Like it's very cool. It sure like, fucking is. And I, we've talked about this before in the show. I just want more representation for native culture in general. Yeah. And this is that, you know, exactly. So yeah. like from that perspective, like when you get to the, the, it's like a small open world and you see like the, the city, I mean, it's obviously having some, architecture inspired by you know older aztec culture like the pyramid shapes and some of the arches and like the building adornment and stuff looks like that but it's also like neon and there's like electricity and like you know flying stuff and so it's kind of like looks like something you've seen in a history documentary also looks like a futuristic type of movie like it's a cool mashup so i think that's pretty neat um the premise is that there's a bunch of like 
evil Aztec gods that are coming back and you've got to stop them, etc., etc. You can probably figure out how this goes. So it starts off really cool in terms of theme and content, but I have to say I soured on this game like really, really quickly. Um, when we saw it in the demo, uh, I think my biggest takeaway was it just didn't feel ready for prime time. Like the camera was really wonky. The control felt really squirrely. I was having a lot of clipping issues. The combat didn't feel good. It's like I was... You can see the shape of what it's going for. And it reminds me a lot of like um, Gravity Rush almost where mm. where you're kind of like you're flying a lot. You're in an open city. You're kind of people you can talk to um, in different shops you can visit. And you're kind of just like flying around. So it feels a tiny little bit like a Gravity Rush, but like Paztec theme. So that's already a pretty cool place to start. But it hasn't really advanced very much from where we saw it in the demo. Right. So like I start playing the, and the camera it's like making me sick. Like it's like zooming in and zooming out, zooming in, zooming out. It was a little messy in that demo. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. I was literally getting little twinges of nausea, which is never a good place to be. I don't feel like the controls are really dialed in. When I started punching people, it's like the character kind of dashes forward and does a punch, but she kind of like also disappears. And I was losing her on the screen. Like I was punching something and then I'm like, where'd I go? I don't know where I am right now. What's happening. And it just doesn't feel good to play. Um, the, the best thing that it does is when you're flying out in the open world and you just have nothing around you, like you're just in open space and you can kind of manipulate the arm. And it's got this weird kind of thing where you're kind of pointing it downwards to go up and then you point it backwards to fly forward. And it's it's not it's not like regular flying. It's it's an eccentric sort of flying that feels very different, but it's cool. And it like once you get the hang of it, it's kind of got, got a neat feel to it. But like that's really the only part of the game that feels like it works pretty well. And then they start asking you to do like precision things like wall run to like reclaim energy which feels very difficult to do and really mm -hmm. sticky and not great and then when you fight one of the big bosses it's just like it's just like a mess like the cameras all over the place controls all over the place and on top of all that um these people have uh the developers i don't know what their name is i apologize lienzo lienzo they are really 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 too in love with their story they need to cut it like way back because it takes forever to get to the action and a lot of it is just like talk to this person, walk here, talk to this person, go here, talk to this person, walk here. And I'm like, oh my God, like I want to just get out and use the arm to fly around. I want to just do some stuff. And then when you finally do get to out there, it's like fly over here and talk to this person, fly over here and talk to this person, fly over here and talk to this person. It's really boring. Like the story is not anywhere near as exciting as they think it is. And talking to these people, it's just, it was just, it was killing me slowly. Like I was like, I can't sit here and get through this because I'm just like, mechanically it's hurting me story-wise it's hurting me i like the concept i love what they're going for it just needs like an editor and like a couple more people to work on the mechanics and it just needs to be baked for like a year and i feel like it would be a really fucking cool thing but right mm -hmm. now it feels just nowhere near ready to go well i agree with you on the control because i mean if you're telling me it hasn't really changed much from the demo basically the same that's frustrating because and again i can't us native americans can't catch a win uh, yeah. Because I want the representation, I want the stories. Like you said, the setting is fucking cool. Super um, cool. Future Aztec lore, you know, uh, pyramids, all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, in the demo, it was really difficult because parts of the mechanics, like you said, like flying through space, is cool. But then when you had to be precision, you're fucked. Like I was like really struggling. 
Oh um, God, yeah, dude, like those rings. Remember you had to spin through the <laughs> rings. You the one of the very first things you have to do is fly through the rings, and like I could not make it through a single ring. It was like impossible. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I felt like bad at a game at gaming. Like I was not. Yeah. I don't play games. Anyway, so that's unfortunate. I kind of disagree in the story because again, I'm just hungry for anything native, and if even if it's like a little laborious to maybe another person, like I was just eating it up. So that actually didn't bother me at all. I was just like, Oh, I want to know what interesting little things are doing. I'm not saying it was like the most exciting story. Well, what you got in the demo, multiply that by like a hundred. And that's how much stories in the game. It was for me, it was way, way too much. But, right. But that maybe, but if maybe, you're down for it. Yeah. Maybe the game is really a story game and there's just action parts. Cause it's you, very possible. We don't very have to possible. think of every game as just, just like, that's what you do when you get to the open worlds, go, beat up things but that aside I, that's a frustrating answer to the combat and stuff like that to hear that yeah it's disappointing i'm really rooting for this game i think it's so cool conceptually i love the visuals but man it's just i i just couldn't i just couldn't get through it it was just too painful on too many levels so that's a real bummer for me i i hope that they keep working on it i hope they patch it up and, and polish it up because i i think what they're doing is really worthwhile but it's it's just not there yet Let's come back to it, as you say. Let's come back to it. Or you let's probably come won't, back to it. but I will. Well, yeah. Let's check in in six months. I bet it'll be in much better shape. Okay. Okay, second game uh, before we get to the Elden cast here is called Time Loader. Uh, this is a... So the title is extremely boring. Time Loader. What does that even mean? How do you load time? What's it, what is, It's telling me nothing about the game. Time Loader is the most boring title ever. But this is actually a really cool and fun game. Uh, this is a 2D physics platformer the premise is that you are a boy who has an unfortunate accident and then he must use a wheelchair and so when he becomes older he wants to create a little robot to send it back in time to prevent himself from having that accident so he can regain the use of his legs whoa really that's a story that is literally the story of this game it's a little bit heavy yeah that took Uh, a turn though like i mean in a positive way like he's gonna go back in time and fix things it's so that's the basic premise, right? So he creates a little robot and the robot is the loader. I guess they call it loader because it vaguely looks like some kind of a power loader, like from aliens or like from uh, like, it looks like a piece of heavy machinery, but small. It's got four little wheels, kind of like an RC car, but it's got a robot arm on the top of it so it can grab things. It can also get various attachments. It gets like a soldering iron. It gets a grappling hook, uh, jumping springs, a couple things like that. So you're basically piloting this little autonomous drone in the past because you want to stop this kid from having his accident. So once you send the robot back to the past, it's on its own and it has, it has like, it has the, the milestones in its brain, right? It's like, okay, my creator fell from the treehouse on this particular day. What made him fall? It was the kite was in the tree. He tried to reach the kite. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to prevent that kite from being there. And then you got to like do a bunch of steps uh, to stop it from being there. But what this boils down to is the house that you go your house in the past is divided up by room by room and each room is like a physics puzzle where it's like i need to get from one door to the next but along the way is like a bunch of crap like you know like stacked up books or you know uh barbells or you know chairs are in the way or something so you got to figure out how to either climb over climb under rearrange things in the room to so that your your loader can get above and over it and cross to where they need to go so like it's all about like pushing things pushing blocks moving blocks um, like rearranging furniture and each room is like a pretty unique puzzle. Like you're kind of still doing physics stuff all the way through, but there's a lot of different spins and a lot of unique takes on it. So I found myself really engaged. Like I, 
I thought it was interesting. It kept my attention from, from section to section to section. And along the way, you get tiny little bits of story. Now, I will say, I'm not going to spoil anything. But because this is a time travel story, you can expect some twists, some turns, and maybe some things don't turn out the way that you think they're going to. So uh, the story kept my attention all the way through. And on the plus side, it's a pretty short game. You could finish the whole thing uh, maybe six hours, five hours. Like, okay. it's not a crazy commitment. And there are multiple endings. Um, there's uh, at least three endings that I know of. So if you get the ending that you like, you're set. If you don't like the ending, you can go back and pick whatever room you want to go to in whatever time period and just do that thing to fix whatever you need to fix, which is cool. I like that you didn't have to replay the entire game. So that was a plus. Uh, but overall, I think this is a really neat, cool little indie game. It's like a nice bite-sized little thing. I beat beat the whole thing in a weekend and had a great time. I think it's really, really cool. I mean, it's probably going to get drowned out by like all the other giant games right right now. I mean, Elden oh, yeah. Ring, Forgotten West. I mean, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, there's, there's, there's so much stuff out right now. But it's worth a shot. And if you want to play something for just a day or two, four or five hours you want to like get into it play a bit wrap it up feel good about it this is a perfect bite-sized weekender man i love it but it's not even competing with that i mean it's it's an indie game and it's like it, it's 2d by the way did we say that it's 2D. it is 2d yeah, yeah, yeah it is 2d which is um, which is totally fine works perfectly yeah yeah i almost thought like as i'm watching the video of it it reminds me of pedestrian in a way where you're like kind of moving from scene to scene yeah um, yeah not in the in the way that really it plays but it's 2d in that way and there's a little bit of physics right it seems like Oh, totally. Yeah. Like you have to like use your momentum and figure out like, oh, if I jump, how far can I jump? If I bounce off this thing, how far am I going to bounce? So, yeah, physics are definitely a pretty big part of it. Yeah, it just feels like. And what's really interesting is that we didn't mention it's uh, got 90. It's like in the 90s. It takes place in the 90s, supposedly. I don't know if you noticed that, but it says it has nostalgic music and kind of 90s stuff around. I mean, the you're, I mean, that is it's not a huge part of the game, but like, yeah, you're like. You're finding VHS tapes. Um, uh, okay. You're finding cell phones that look super clunky. You're fine. You know, you're finding like items from the '90s that would have been pretty common back then that are less common now. I think right. that's really the main the main thrust of it. It's cool. It looks like a fun little bite sized thing. By the way, there's a demo for Steam. So if you're uh, on the PC, you can get demo right now. Download it. Yeah, check it out. Check it out. But it's a win. It's a really Seems fun cool. one. It's a big thumbs up. A time loader is pretty cool. Boring title, but the game. Yeah, I don't like stuff. the title either, and I don't think it like it does it any justice. No, um, it really doesn't sell it. So that's a cool, shame. But... All right, that is what we're going to cover in terms of things that are not Elden Ring, which means the only thing left is Elden Ring, and this is the point which we're going to drop our actual for realsies spoiler warning from this point forward we're going to be talking about elden ring carlos uh i'm about 50 hours in how many hours are you in yeah wait you you um went past me which i didn't think was going to happen um because i've literally been living in there i think i'm 40 right now 40 okay. something yeah so you and i are both a pretty good way in of course it's an open world i'm sure we both have done different things and seen different things yes. but for listeners out there just kind of keep that in mind we're both at about 40 50 hours and we're going to talk about anything and everything that we have seen and done. So this is your actual spoilerific warning from this point forward. If you don't want to be spoiled, uh, bow out and come back to it after you've played. Or just listen along because honestly, I mean, I don't know. I don't think really spoilers are that big a deal in this game. But your mileage may vary. So at this point, Carlos, I'm going to turn it over to you. Lead us off on the Elden Cast. Elden Cast begins. Tarnished we are. <laughs> I don't have any intro. That's all I had. Yeah. <laughs> we had, had tarnished. We had tarnished. We had okay, tarnished, and that's it. That. And here's our story. Oh, that's a better intro. Here we go. Elden cast. We are tarnished. 
here are our stories. Okay, good. Um, so what I did is I broke it down to a few categories of kind of like what we're experiencing in these different categories of the game. And then at the end of that, we'll go through some just in general stories or little like uh, snippets of experiences we've had in the game. Sure. Because as you alluded to, this is a massive game. Uh, they don't need you to finish it fast. You could just basically take your time. If if we slow down, which I don't know if I can now because I'm so amped up on this game. But if you slow it down, you could just like play it for the rest of the year. I mean, it's like insane how much stuff is in there. Um, and we'll get to some of that. But um, I think that it's interesting to break down the whole scope of it by categories of stuff. And then we can just kind of deep dive in each one. Sound good? Sounds good. Okay. So the first one is, and we alluded to all these like the last time we talked about it, but this, we're now we're going to bring them down individually. So discovery, this game has a lot of discovery. And I think we last episode we talked about, you know, it's just fun to run around. And one of the cool things is when you bump up against things you can't do, unlike some other Souls games uh, that might put you in a corridor, corridor that you have to get through, this one you're like, oh, fine, I'll just go and go over here somewhere. Uh, so that's where we're starting off. You love that about this game, right? Yeah, I do. I do. I mean, I so a little background. I mean, I've played basically every FromSoft game. I, I mentioned this in the last episode, but like, you know, I've, I've been playing FromSoft games since before they were called FromSoft, like Kingsfield and everything they've done. Basically, literally everything they've ever released in the States. So I'm very familiar with their output. That's where I'm coming from. So I'm definitely in their bucket. And I think that the decision to go open world and to give players more choice, I think is great. I really love that a lot. Um, I, I take advantage of it a lot. I jump around the map a lot. I do a lot of co-op with my wife. And she's always in a different place than I am. And so... If she wants help uh, to do some co-op, I'll jump over to where she's at and I'll just drop what I'm doing and she can do vice versa. So I think the ability to to just move around and just do something else, depending on what you're doing at the time, is really great. And I'm glad that there are so many like save points that let you do it. Yes. And by the way, those um, sites of grace, which are like fast travel points, um, were they were like fast travel in other FromSoft games? I don't know. Yes. Yes, it was. Okay. It was not in the series from the beginning, but they did include it. I want to say starting in Dark Souls, the first one, and it's always been a part of the game. You may have had to unlock it, or maybe it was later, or maybe it was limited, but it's always, not always, but for the majority of the series, they have been able to uh, to teleport around. Okay, yeah, I mean, this game, again, the map is massive. Here's a minor spoiler, which is, again, an exciting thing. I think a lot of the spoilers are going to say, we'll get you to want to play it if you're, if you're not already uh, and still listening. But, like, the map starts off really small, and I was like originally looking at it going like, well, this game isn't that big. <laughs> and then they slowly, slowly pull back the curtain as it, as it was, and it gets bigger and bigger. So if you didn't have those fast travel points, like you'd be done. I mean, not only bigger and bigger, I haven't even seen the full scope of the map yet. Even 50 hours in, there's still tons of map left. But there's also uh, a below. There's like an above ground, and then there's fucking below ground, and yeah. there's a whole world underneath the ground. So it's like whatever map you think you have. There's like a whole other floor to it. And there's a there's another below, if that makes sense. There's like a below the below. There's a below to the side. Like <laughs> recently <laughs> I went to another below and I was like, wait, I thought I was in the below. No, I'm in another below. Uh, and then there kind of is an above uh, in a way. And that's not a spoiler, but I just took, uh, posted a picture on Twitter of being up pretty far high in. Oh, wait, I'm above in the below. So never mind. It's too confusing. <laughs> it's bottom line. It's fucking big. It's, it's big. It's, it's big. It's as got to be one of the biggest open world games it's ever been. It's it's enormous. It's enormous, and I really was surprised by that. Um, so, and one thing for a positive on it, I think the 
different locations are also something under talked about because you know it really makes a difference where like how you're feeling about the game and just kind of this the storytelling of it uh, without actually doing any story, which this game really doesn't much, is that like you know they're drastically different like lighting and feels to these lands. Like one minute you're in the storms and everything's red and it's raining. The next minute it's like super sunny and everything's orange and in the fields. And then I was in like this, you know, weird town that I couldn't even see and I had to light my lamp and there were skeletons everywhere. And just last night I, I entered like some volcano, like some volcano area that like literally lava was flowing by me. Like, is, that's just, like, a really cool thing that there's so many different, like, biomes almost in a way. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I definitely love it for sure. And I, the thing that I love about Elden Ring in terms of in terms of this is, like, not only the biomes, because, like, just today I was in a place that was, like, fucking dark. And I'm like, okay, this sucks. This sucks because it's so dark that I have to, like, use my left hand to have a torch instead of my shield because it's so fucking dark. And I got to put the lantern on my belt because it's so fucking dark. But it's not all dark, right? So that's the great thing because there's plenty of places where it's like super well lit, like it's daytime, you're outside. And I really love that because you are getting, you know, whatever part you don't like, it's not going to be that forever. So there's always going to be a good variety. You're always going to get a good mix of things. And you're never going to be in one place for too long that it starts to feel torturous or punishing. Um, And that's really what I like about the shift to open world design as well. Because, I mean, I I have my favorites in the Soul series. Uh, Some I like more than others. But what I like about Elden Ring is like the openness of it. Because sometimes it just is a good mental break for me because when you're always in the castles and the corridors, you're always getting ambushed guys dropping on you from above falling down trap doors or whatever like that. It just, you know, being at that high intensity, that high alertness all the time can be really exhausting. And so the ability to just go out and just like get in a a field where there's just like, you can see the dudes a mile away. There's nothing around, but like tumbleweeds or rocks. And you're just like riding your horse. That mental break is really good for me. I don't know how other people feel about it, but like it just lets me chill out a little bit. And when I want to just, take things down a notch. I really appreciate that that option's there. Well, that's huge. And that's huge for new players, you know, uh, like for all the talk of people saying like, it's still hard. It's still a FromSoft game. That's true. But the positive and why I'm playing it for 40 hours is a few things that we'll get to. But one of them is that is the fact that I can go anywhere and I can take a break because I was in an area where those fucking rats were. And I don't know if you've found those rats yet, but it's like in a shed somewhere and these must be different rats dude because we've talked about the rats before and i've seen many rats but none that none are like the ones you're describing there's two different types of rats that i found and one of them was one of the stories but the the short version of story is they they do the madness thing on you oh yeah Yeah, madness sucks so madness is terrible and the rats were terrible um and then there's another shack where it's like super dark and even with your lantern it's like hard to find them and then they just they come at you hard anyways the point is um that yeah, I'm doing that. Claustrophobic rats, mad. Gonna throw my controller, put the controller back in my hand, and I just teleport, you know, and I go to a field somewhere and I kill some monsters and feel strong again, and it's fine. So I think that's a huge part of it. Yeah, that safety valve of letting that steam off when it builds up. You know, like you said, you know, in past games, it was very possible that you could get to one dead end or maybe even a couple dead ends where maybe the boss was too strong or maybe you just didn't you know you weren't able to pass for whatever reason and if there was nowhere else for you to go you're kind of like just kind of stuck you know either you get good or you don't and that's it's not a good feeling now here's a negative for the discovery section all right you ready i'm ready it kind of also sucks because (laughs) you go everywhere in this game and i just last night was in a volcano you know nearby one and you do all these 
like deadly things. You're almost going to die, potentially. Skeletons are falling from the sky. You know how they do that. Just an enemy just falls from the sky for some reason. And you make it out, and you get to this like really weird precipice, and the clouds are rolling by, and it's raining, and you're like, I did it. I got to this weird little town and at this precipice, and here's a glowing thing. Ooh, I'm going to go pick up the glowing thing. Maybe it's like armor or something I could really use. No, it's a fucking mushroom. It's it's a flower that I'll never use. I have not once crafted in this game. I think I crafted poison arrows once or something. Okay. It, I don't think, and that's an asterisk, I don't think that it, you need to do it in this game, so I think it's fucked. I think they broke uh, whatever they were trying to do with that. I don't like it because I don't so, need it and use it. Sorry, hold up. Let me finish that. Go ahead, go ahead. The point is not the crafting thing. The point is the discovery's great, but give us a little bit of loot like a lot of other games do, and I'm not saying you have to be every other game, but I just put myself in danger for a long time to get up this mountain and did all these double jumps, and I found this skeleton laying there, and I'm going to go pick something up. It's fucking dick all usually. So I, Am I, I not wrong? I agree and I disagree both. So I think so I think when it comes to like rewards, there's there's an issue here, right? Because in the previous games, they could kind of have a fairly good idea of what you were going to be when you got there when you know how you got there etc so some of the rewards were pretty useful but in in a game like this and it's also one of the things i like about it is there's so much choice right like i really don't like it when fromsoft takes away choice so like when we're talking about something like bloodborne and sekiro i feel like those two games have the least amount of choice in all the series and consequently they are my least favorite um, because i don't have the ability to change things up so in elden ring you've got like so much choice you know, I'll give you a personal example. So I start the game as a spellcaster. And like for like the first 30 hours of the game, every single piece of loot I found was for like a, like a melee person. So like I couldn't use anything. Mm-hmm. I wasn't finding any spells. I wasn't finding a magic wand. I wasn't finding any armor that worked well with me being a spellcaster. And so that was really frustrating. So for me, in that sense, the discovery was really poor, but only because I had chosen a spellcaster, right? If I had gone in a different direction... If I had gone to a different castle, maybe I would have found something that was very cool. Maybe I just had really bad luck, right? And and maybe that's the case because I had a lot of people telling me, oh, man, this game is – you're spoiled for spellcasting stuff. And I'm like, what fucking game are you talking about? Because 30 hours, bitch. I haven't gotten nothing yet. So that's – you know, it's, it's really varied. So it's really hit or miss whether the thing you're going to find is worthwhile. But there's also kind of a – the thing that I think that you're alluding to is – and they don't really get into this specifically, but I think there's, there's kinds of discovery, right? I think when you – are looking at a geographical feature like a ridge uh a little a hollow a cave or something those kind of things when you're just exploring the landscape those definitely do have dig in them they'll have a glowing mushroom they'll have like that flower that you never use or whatever they'll have a piece of like white flesh or something i don't even know what that's for Ew. but then when you get to like a a specific location and this is the thing that tripped me up for a while there's there's always at least like one kind of like quote unquote bigger thing to find and you may not find it right so like I didn't realize that's how this game was operating for a long time so I'd get to a location like like a named location on a map maybe it's got a little castle symbol maybe it's got a little you know a little cave symbol or something but it's like it's not just a landscape feature it's like a place right and so all of these places either have a boss battle and that'll give you like a sword or something at the end or it'll have a hidden chest or it'll have a person to talk to so like those, if you spend your time going to those places and you're thorough, you're guaranteed to find at least one thing, which is much better than just like a mushroom or whatever. But you have to like be in the right mindset of like, okay, what is the big thing at this location? And well, then be persistent enough to find it. Okay. Let me, uh, let me uh, go against that in a way. 
because I again we're both playing this, and like you just said, we both are playing it differently. I'm a warrior, of course, mm-hmm. and uh, I have. I'll tell you about my two weapons I mainly use, but um, even as a warrior, and I don't know again who's playing this game, but like there still isn't many weapons, even if you go to those special locations. Because I went to them, most of the time you get a spell. That's why I don't know. Maybe you. It's See, weird. dude, we should we should have traded because I got so many fucking swords and so much axes and wow, hammers and armor. That's weird, then I got shitloads, dude, and I can't use any of it. Well, if man. that's an you RNG the... thing, that's like broken, then right? No, like... it's not RNG at all. It's not not none of this is RNG. Okay, so okay. you just went to a place that favored magic users. I went to a place that favored melee, and we should have swapped because mm. sounds like I've got your shit and you got my shit. Well, okay. <laughs> it's a funny answer. I don't know if that's true because I've been to all of the places now. Like there's only one landmass I haven't been to. We haven't talked okay. about this, but I've been, I've almost unlocked the whole map because I'm fucking nuts. And so, yeah, I don't know. I'll, even those small places you're talking about, you're right in the fact that they're more varied and they give you different kind of loot than just running around the open field. I think... To my earlier point, I still think there should be stuff in the open field. There there was like golden seeds, things to upgrade your flask. That was good, yeah. you know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. there's experience points and runes or whatever. It, the same thing. But I, I again, I, I'm going to stick to my guns in that. I just went up a huge fucking volcano, had a run around a dragon, and the thing waiting for me is a mushroom. You can go fuck off. I so, mean, I haven't been to that place. I totally hear what you're saying. But I would be, I mean, I don't know this specific location, but... If this is like one of those quote unquote like bigger locations, maybe you just haven't found the thing because I had that same experience where I'm like, this sucks. This dungeon blew and I got to the end of it and it was nothing. But like it was either like an ash or it was like a weapon or it was like a spell or something or a piece of armor. But like that kind of stuff, maybe you just haven't found the thing yet. Well, the second part of that, and now we're going to get into this, is actually not on my list of stuff, but we are going to talk about the idea of leveling for a minute and just kind of like progression. Okay. Because the problem there is... Um, there's two problems. One, to your point, um, even when I found the stuff you're talking about, like the higher level thing, yeah, lots of times I can get it better stuff in shops or especially early game. You can just go to this one little shack and like buy the best sword almost if you're melee. Um, so you never had to like find it. It was just mm-hmm. in a shop somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, when you open up the round table, which is a place you go a lot, you can uh, upgrade their shop yeah. And then most of the stuff I was just buying from them. So like, and, and anything I had when I was going to these locations you're talking about, I already had the better thing. And because you can do things like use smithing stones, you can upgrade the shit out of your stuff. So I would find like, oh, finally I got something from one of these locations you're talking about. And it just wasn't good enough for me. So like, I know I'm being very specific and saying that I upgraded, you know, reg- regularly, but I don't know if it's great when it comes to that. Like, well, I mean, that's Getting kind of the cool thing. Stuff. I mean, that's that's like kind of a Souls thing where basically any weapon is viable, right? Like like when you start the game, you can... I mean, my wife finished Dark Souls 2 with her starting weapon. And it was strong enough to carry her all the way through. And she liked the moveset, right? She just was like, I like this weapon. It feels good. I like how it goes. And she just kept upgrading. So if you upgrade things and just take it along those upgrade paths, any weapon is viable, which I right. think is kind of a strength, right? So you're not starting with the shit sword. And then moving on to like the medium sword and then the awesome sword, like any sword is potentially awesome if you upgrade it enough. And so at that point, you're kind of looking about which sword is best for my build and my strength and my decks. Do I want to have like what kind of scaling does it have? Does it have a magical effect? What is the ability on the sword? So you're kind of like fine tuning. It's not really about a linear progression of bad sword, medium sword, better sword. It's like 
what kind of sword or do I even use a sword? And then you find one you like. And no matter what you like, it's going to be good enough to take you to the end, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, which again, it, it's going to be good enough to take you to the end if it's a non-traditional RPG. Obviously, I'm coming from the world of traditional where it's like I level up the thing or I get the better thing. Uh, so you're right that it's different that way. But you're also like adding the fact that you have to be really good at the dodge movements and understanding the patterns because you could do it with a knife, you know, like if you're really good, I watch it on YouTube, but not everybody has those kind of reflexes. So like for me, even on the warrior build, just not to go down this too far, there were better swords. So it, it, there was a progression. I mean, I a hundred percent have an ax and a sword now that are better than all the other ones. You know, it, if you're doing a strength warrior build. Sure. I mean, so if you, I'm sure upgrade. that they're optimal. I'm sure that there are optimal weapons. Like if you're going for a pure strength, I mean, I'm sure there's a weapon that has like S strength scaling and it has it's high stats, stats or whatever. Yeah, for yeah, sure. It's, it's stats are better. So sure. There's yeah. always the best, but like, but like I'm saying is like anything could be good. Like, you know, anything could be totally fine. You know, like you don't need to find that one thing. You can make anything work. Yeah. All right. We'll leave that for a minute. The, the last thing I'll say about leveling though, is I don't think I like either. This is negative and positive because there's a lot of positive, but I don't like the fact that when you do reach a certain level, um, when you go into dungeons, I don't, I, the XP is worthless. Like it's not really about the XP. So I just beat a boss that I was like frustrated with and I felt good that I beat him and I was like, yeah, I did it. And that's its own reward. <laughs> you know, I know that that's part of it, but I mean, I didn't get anything I could use. Like it was like, here's 4,000 XP or, you know, runes. And I was like, oh, that's nothing. I could farm that in like a one second. So as you get further in the game, I think, and this is definitely my last thing on the leveling, I think it's broken. I'm going to go ahead and say broken, and I'll take a hot take on it. I think the leveling system is broken because two things happen. The bosses don't mean anything anymore. Like literally, I just beat like the hardest guy in the world. Like in terms of the rewards you get, you yeah, mean? Yeah, no rewards. There's zero rewards. And I mean, it didn't even unlock an area. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, like there's one guy I have to beat right now, hopefully tonight, to he literally unlocks the next landmass for me. And if I beat him, I go to the next land. Uh, besides him, all the other bosses I fought recently, like 10, they didn't give me anything. Like, I, I didn't even, like, unlock a door. It was just like, oh, I beat it at the end of the dungeon. And then the second thing, and I'll let you retort, is that the leveling in the stats, I think, is also broken. Because you have to, like, spend a bazillion runes to just move one stat point up. And again, coming from the world of, in quotes, traditional RPGs, that's whack. Like, that's not how, you know, leveling works in pretty much any other RPG. <laughs> so I know those are hot takes, and I want you to. I mean, you take just answered play. your own question, though. Like, of course, it's not how it works in other RPGs because it's not like other RPGs. It I mean, isn't, but of... it's not fun, though, is what I'm saying. Like, that doesn't. Well, it's, it's different, right? So you're, what you're saying is you're coming to this with the expectation of a traditional RPG player. So you're applying your expectations to something. I know, and I Which shouldn't. literally has no shits to give about what you want it's like this is what we are this is what we do either you're here for it or you're not and and you know people coming to it with an action slant or a jrpg slant and they're not getting what they want i mean it's just doing its own thing it's like you're coming to a steak and saying this doesn't taste like fish well it's not fish well watch steak. if you go wait what's that metaphor steak and it tastes like fish it's not fish it's steak yeah okay so i say okay i want a steak is what i'm saying i'm all in it's 40 hours I don't want it to taste like fish. Is that the metaphor? No, that's not the metaphor. Oh. The point the point being is that it is what it is, and this system works the way that it works, and you're looking for it to work in a way that it right. is not designed no, to no, work. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. that's what I was in the beginning doing, 
But I'm saying now I've all fully come on over to the FromSoft side, and now I'm not doing that. I'm saying, like, as this game stands, as a sole game, right, I'm all in. I'm doing the things you're supposed to do. I understand Mm -hmm. runes. Mm -hmm. I'm saying within its own context, I also don't think it works because I'm playing it every day, and I'm not, like, expecting anymore it to be the JRPG, but Mm -hmm. I'm going, like, oh, it's not helping me to level up. Do you see what I'm saying? In this game. Yeah, I mean, that's its way of... You're getting these diminishing returns, right? Diminishing returns is what I'm trying to say. Yes, thank you. Yeah, I mean, that's been a staple of FromSoft design for, like, forever. Like, for 20 fucking years or whatever. Because they don't want you to just, like... You know, you put in a certain amount of stats. You can see, before you invest the points, how much of a return you're going to get, right? So, like, if you put... If you're, you're like, level one and you, you level up a strength, it'll be like, oh, plus 10 strength. Cool. That's a good return on that investment. If you get to be like level 30 and you want to increase strength, it'll be like plus one strength. So you're like, man, that's a waste. It's like all these like 25,000 souls for one stinking point. That's the game's way of telling you, put it into something else. Like get something better bang for your buck in some other way. Buff up a stat that you're not using. Round out your character a little bit. Like that's what they're trying to tell you in in not so many words, right? Mm. So that's their system. It's been that way forever. I don't know that they're ever going to change that. But I do agree with you though. Uh, in terms of the value of the runes you get, I think it's I do think it's a little busted. I think it needs to scale up more because I'm right with you when you beat a boss. Like it feels good to beat a boss and be like, okay, and I earned enough gold to like get a level. Right. That feels real good, yeah, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it feels good. And so to go through a whole area, kill a bunch of dudes, get to the boss, kill the boss. I mean, they always give you something. It may not be something you want. Like, you'll get an ash, you'll get a sword or like a armor. a spell that you a can spell. use. I mean, it may not be something that you can use. That happens to me all the time. But they give you something. But to not be able to get a level out of beating a boss, that is kind of a bad feeling. So I agree with you for sure. Oh, good. And I do feel like it should somehow scale with your level. Like, at this point, I'm, like, level, I don't know what level I'm at, 50-something. It takes forever to like level up and I want to like mess around with like different builds and stuff. Yeah. So I do, I do agree that the, the points should go up as you play further. Not, not a, you know, the enemies don't need to get harder. I'm not saying like, like the, um, you know, oblivion thing where everybody gets better when you get better, but just the point value of the runes you get needs to speed up a little bit. I think that would yeah. be beneficial. And also, yeah. cause you always talk about not having enough time, you know, and people don't. Totally. And totally. so I feel like that's just the thing. Like, I don't think it respects my time when it comes to leveling because I spent an hour and a half in a dungeon and I learned its puzzle and I fought its fucking little monsters that did cheap shots on me. And then I beat the boss. That's a pretty fucking epic thing to do, you know, right. in any game. And an then, hour, two hours. Not, yeah. And then you, that, that time you don't even get one stat point. So, okay. I'm with it. you on that, dude. I 100% agree. That doesn't feel good. I wish they would up the runes for right. sure. Cool. Well, let's uh, jump into another hot take, which is the combat mechanics. Okay. This is, this is a bunch of, I have a bunch of things for this. Um, uh, you know, obviously coming from my background of the other style of RPGs, um, it's not my main style, but, and I don't like the jump cause I've always said that the jump, I don't like it's garbage, Sure, but, and I don't like the roll either. I mean, even with the roll, like at medium or light, um, I'm still not in love with it. I, I, I know it works and it's a blasphemous thing to say from, from soft people, but um, I'm just, I don't like it. I think it's clunky and I, I'm going to stand by that. I know you sent me the video said, here's how it works. Again, it's someone who's been playing those games forever and they're really good at it. Yeah. But just now I just had a fight before this podcast. I had to use my role cause I ran out of, uh, you know, focus power to do my, sure. my jump slide. And so I just was doing the role and I knew the pattern, but the role wasn't doing it for me. So not, I'm not super happy about that. But the other thing 
is I do love the blood step, bloodhound step. It's fucking beautiful. Do you use that, by the way? I don't even know what that is. Oh, okay. It's a it's a dodge you do where you literally turn invisible, and you move like really far away. Is that an ash or is it on a specific? It's weapon? an ash of war that you could put okay. on a weapon. I don't think I've ever found that one. Oh, it's fucking hot, dude. It's like one of my favorite dashes in a game. So, but it runs out of power, right? Because you got to have the focus. Is that my? Well, it that sounds right? like focus. Yeah, yeah, focus yeah. power. I mean, it sounds like you just solved your own problem, right? Because if you're the kind of player that doesn't like to do mastering of the iframe, and for people listening, I mean, yes. if you don't know, an iframe is when so FromSoft puts in these th- these things when you dodge for like I don't know, it's like. 0.75 of a second you're like totally invincible like nothing can hurt you so if you know when that iframe happens uh depending on the weight of your character and like what position you're in etc etc if you get good enough to the point of where you know where that iframe is any weapon or that hits hits you magic spell dragon bites you whatever if you dodge at just the right time so that the attack hits you when the iframe is going off you just roll right through it like you're totally fine and then that itself is kind of an art but as I'm saying, you just saw this for yourself. You found this Ash of War, which in itself is kind of an answer to that for people who do not like to master the iframe. And granted, that's probably a lot of people. It takes a lot of practice. You know, the the art of, of FromSoft Souls Combat is a very specific thing. Some people love it, some people don't. But now you have this Ash, right? So you can do the Bloodhound step instead of relying on the iframe. So that's the answer to you, Carlos. Like, you don't like the dodge. Here's a different dodge. It is, but it isn't, because if I could use it for the rest of the game, I would be so, so happy and relaxed, but it runs out of energy. And I have, like, one flask, because it comes back down to that point system and where you're allocating your your points. Now, I can put more points in my, you know, XP into, F, into focus, so sure. I can use it for longer, but yeah. I still only have one flask of the blue stuff. So I got to. Do you get... not know about the allocation? No, yeah, I do. But like, I to get through stuff, I have ten in my health potions. So I could switch up the allocation, yes, and use use a step more, and then like potentially die more because I didn't have enough health potions. It's a trick. It's a thing. I mean, that's kind of like a balancing act, right? It's about strategizing. If you really rely on this bloodhound step, and you like that a lot better than the normal dodge. You got to give yourself some more magic flask so you can do it more often. And if you do it more often and successfully, then you don't need as many life potions, right? Like it's all about kidding yourself out for how you like to play. And well, in each enemy is different because it's, you know, some you don't even have to use that for. Like oh, I, sure. Oh, sure. Um, and by the way, I have done the iframes. Like I've done a couple bosses where I did the damn FromSoft thing. You know, I was like, okay, I get it. I'll do the dodge right here. And, you know, I could do it with a roll, but it's frustrating. Uh, yeah. So the other thing I don't like. These are just things I don't like in the combat mechanics is the cheap shots. And we both got to agree. There's there's a few different types of cheap shots that does. And I know. Give me, give me some examples. What here, do you mean? Here's a simple one is when things come around the corner. And I know we talked about it last episode. You look around the corner. Got it. But sometimes they just like will throw seven people at you from the ceiling. And it doesn't matter if you know they're coming. You're doing your little dodge rules. It's still seven enemies. They're all attacking with jabs. So it's tricky and that kind of stuff. The other things like. Enemies that one shot you, like the chariot. Um, again, it's a puzzle. I get it, but it doesn't feel good sometimes because it's again you, all that work that you did. Now you're just one shot. Um, and again, coming from traditional RPGs, just saying you should have maybe like five percent health left, but no, you just like die, die. Um, but the worst one, because I, I have a feeling you don't care about those other ones, and you're like <laughs> those are fine. <laughs> this one, this one, you got to give me. I think. Okay, what is it? When and I, I'm kind of good at this game now. 
you know, uh, level uh, 40, I'm like level 80 or something. <laughs> I'm, I'm, but it's not, a, but it's not about the levels though. That's like the thing, right? Do you know, do you know oh, Patty okay. Stardust on Twitter? You know him? Eng- uh, English guy? Yes, I think. Yeah. Patty Stardust is amazing. And he goes through the soul games, um, with level one, soul level one. He doesn't upgrade anything. And he gets through, he just beat uh, a long play of like Dark Souls 2. It's one of my favorite Dark Souls games. Level one, fresh out of the gate. And so like, it's not about levels, right? Like it's not about, it's not about how big your sword is or, or, or how many stats you have. It's about, you know, using the system and using it intelligently, right? So like, granted, that was a very, very difficult thing he did. And I would never want to do it myself, but it kind of goes to show, you know, if you master the systems and use them the way they're supposed to be used, then you can get through it like at level one, right? Like complete the whole game. But there's also all these other systems that like help you reinforce your play style or make it easier for you if you don't want to do that, which I think only crazy people would want to do that. Again, yeah, people speed run games. I don't care. Like, yeah, they can do that. And they, they you know, all power to them. I'm not saying neg- a negative thing, but like, I'm not going to play a video game like that. Like that's just sure, not what sure. I'm into. And again, I have like a little bit of... um burned into my memory of the arcade games and the difficult games we played in the past that's that shows up when i play souls games because what is this what is this cheap shot that you're talking about so the cheap cheap shot is legit like i hate it and only a few bosses have done it to me so far or even mid bosses but they hit you when you're hit so you can't move there's no iframe bullshit and and i would challenge anyone because i have the video so i'll post it on twitter or something there's many videos i've taken of it i i've gotten hit by some hammer or whatever and i'm in that you know, animation of getting up uh-huh. and you get hit again. So that there's no, there's no like get good there. That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> and by the way, I'd love to see you defend that. Like he, literally <laughs> your controller doesn't respond. So, so tell I mean, me how that's okay. I don't, I don't know what boss you're talking about because I haven't seen the video and I have, that hasn't happened to me yet. It doesn't just go with what it happens. Sure. Right? I mean, the answer is don't get hit. I mean, that's, oh, I hate you. I mean, you got to use the iframes or, or be out answer. of range or learn the pattern so that when that particular move is coming up, you just don't get hit by that one. I mean, sometimes there are those if you get caught by the first one, you're going to eat the second and third one. So don't get caught by the first one. You know, that's what I mean? a garbage answer. But OK, uh, here's the second. <laughs> here's the second part of that. The one where they they remember we talked about this last time. and I tried to allude to it. I think we're doing a better job today, okay, even though okay. you, you don't agree, which is fine. Uh, the AI is programmed to do certain things. Like if you're hit, because it did, you did get caught, then we're going to hit you again when you can't yes. move. Yes, yes. I think that's fucked. Like I don't care that I got hit. I think it's fucked. Um, <laughs> and I will stand against that to the end of time. The other okay. thing I think is fucked is when they the AI programs to hit you when you're taking a potion. Like it does that too. Like it I knows. I mean, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's absolutely a strategy for sure. Dumb. I think it's just, it just doesn't, it doesn't equate to like, um well a fun like there's no fun to be had there and if someone goes like it's a i know these are all carl's subjective opinions but people listening might agree with me like it then it just goes back down to here's the problem it goes back down to the patterns and and twitch gaming and especially with people who can't do twitch gaming there's a lot of people who can't do it sure maybe they just don't play souls games ever but because it's almost like um a carrot on the stick this game you know like it's leading a lot of people in. It's a terrible metaphor, actually. But, you know, like, and I'm coming in and I'm enjoying it. But then it's like slapping you on the face going like, yeah, but you really aren't good at this part of it. So fuck off. But then it's like, but you you, you do enjoy it, right? Because it's really like a different style of game now. 
So I just got that just sucks because like I feel really good about myself and and that's why I play video games by the way is not just to feel like awful and sad that I suck but like I spent 40 hours and again it doesn't matter the level but I feel like I'm pretty good at fighting you know and I've been playing games for my whole life and then it have a couple of like these cheap things happen it just doesn't feel good I mean I totally hear what you're saying but I think again it comes down to expectations right like you expect to go into this combat with like levels and a big sword and you're going to kick some ass and feel good but and and FromSoft does that right like when you beat a big boss I mean you feel the adrenaline going you cheer you do a fist pump or whatever but like you know you they just want to teach you to do things a different way. Like this is a very Japanese game from a very dedicated developer who has a very concrete philosophy on how they like to do combat and how they like to do survival and things like that. And so, you know, of course they're going to program their, their AI to like hit you when you're down because they want you to, to not be down, right? Like they want you to learn to do the dodge or if you, you get hit when you drink a potion, do something else, like be further away or, or wait for a different animation before you drink that potion. Right. It's really similar um, to Monster Hunter in that way. I know you're not a big fan of Monster Hunter, but that philosophy is really the same. Like in Monster Hunter, no matter what monster you go up against, you got to learn how it moves. You got to learn your weapon. You got to learn the monster's pattern. And part of that is learning about when the monster will be so occupied that you will have enough time to drink a potion. And a lot of people get mad at Monster Hunter because it takes you like, you know, there's like a goofy animation when you're drinking a potion or something or eating a piece of meat or whatever. And people are like, fuck it, just eat it and hurry up and go. Yes. Okay, but like, but the point of that is they are teaching you to observe. If you just willy-nilly eat a potion or eat a meat or drink a potion, whatever, you know, you're going to get smacked because you're doing it at the wrong time. The game is trying to tell you this is not the time to do that. You need to wait for the right time. Say Literally the same thing in Souls, man. Like if you drink a potion when you're struggling, you're about to get beat down and it's like a last-ditch effort, you're probably going to get whacked. But it teaches you to like to do it at a different time, do it in a different place climb up on a ledge, run further away or something like that. So it's like, it's, it's trying to get you to do these things to approach combat differently, not just wade in and just, you know, spam heals and, and do your most powerful attack because it doesn't always work. Right. Like even, even a powerful, uh, you know, souls player will get smacked down in a couple hits if you're being goofy. Right. And so it's trying to get you to not be goofy. Okay. Wait. So I have two things to that real quick. Okay. This is a great conversation. So the, um, so the, the only issue with that is that, it is also organic and it's an AI and it's a game at world and there's a landscape and you might be on a rock or you might be stuck somewhere, you know? So if you put those mechanics in, it just makes it even more difficult because it, it can be like kind of messed up. Like I was fighting a huge monster and he got glitched somewhere, right? Like, mm -hmm. and he's, you know, doing things he shouldn't be able to be doing. And then he's doing his cheap shots on top of it. So I like fucking died because he was, you know, in a special place or whatever. So because you add those weirdness, like don't drink health potions, but also it's just hard to determine what the scenario is going to be. So like, if you just go like, well, just be get better at doing the thing you can't, you, you don't know what the landscape is going to be like. You don't know where you're going to be. If you're on fire, you know, you know what I mean? So, I mean, that's kind of true, but I mean, it, it, taking, taking glitches out, I mean, glitches are glitches and that's, you know, that's messed up and that's, that skews the whole thing. But like, you know, most of these boss battles, they're in a room, or they're in a little arena. I mean, not many of them are in the open world. I mean, if you're fighting on like one of the dragons, okay, yeah, you're like in a big open world. That that can definitely get screwy. But I like, thought. I mean, all the tree bosses are in the open world. There's, yeah, the tree bosses yeah. are in the open world too. So that that can get a little screwy. But most of the battles, I mean, I think the overwhelming majority of them are in a set arena, and so you get you have the time. There's always a statue nearby, so if you die, it's not too long of a run to get back to the thing to like try and get a new philosophy. Maybe. Maybe I need to dodge more. Maybe I need to, like, for example, I'll give you an example. So 
there's this one dragon. It's not even a dragon. It's like a salamander or something. He's like at the bottom of this cave and he's a big motherfucker in a very small room. And I am a magic user. So my general strategy is to be as far away as possible, like like the maximum spell casting range where I can hit them. They can't hit me. If they come close to me, I run away. That's like how I survive. This is how I've played for the last 50 hours. Right. Yeah. And generally successful. So I get to this room. It's a fucking small. It's like the room is basically the size uh, where the dragon can turn around once. And like, that's it. There's yeah, no place to I run. I found that guy and he just yeah. there is no room to do anything. Exactly. Exactly. So. Right. So I I try my usual strategy. Fucking not working. Fucking not working. Like he's rushing me. He's eating me. He's like blowing lava on me. And it's like it's just it's screwing up. So I'm like, okay, this is a learning opportunity for me. My usual strategy is not working because the situation is different. I'm going to have to try something different. So what did I end up doing? Instead of trying to run away, I ran straight for the motherfucker. I got as close to him as fucking possible. And instead of trying to cast my big spells, I pulled out my fucking knife and I killed that guy the very next time because it was telling me you got to do something different. So I had the means to do that. I mean, maybe I could have left and got a different weapon. Maybe I could have leveled up a little bit, got a different piece of armor. Maybe I could have crafted fire resistant chicken nuggets or whatever it is that you oh, craft in your I menu. I don't think any you know? of those things ever work, but yeah. I mean, you know, you could have done all those things. You could have got the fire resistant armor and come back later. But, you know, I think it's just kind of show you learn this guy, try to figure out his tells, figure out what's a different way to do it. And what, if what you're doing isn't working, then change it up, right? So at the end of the day, and we'll, we'll kind of leave it at this for this section, is that it really does, yeah, come down to the, what style of game you like. And I think that the only tricky part of this and why I just get so ex, ex, you know excited about it is because um, I do like a lot of this game, you know? And so it's like, it's teasing me. Like I said, I know that's not my style of, of combat. You know, I don't want to learn patterns. Like I'm, I should, I'm playing the wrong game because of that. <laughs> but I'm not though, because there's so much that I like about it. And there are aspects where I can upgrade myself. Cause that Salamander guy, I did my, what, how I play video games and I got better armor and I got, you know, a little more DPS and I did the same thing. I rushed him and got in close. So they did want that. But, you know, I did I did have that feel of how I like playing video games. So it's got it's got it for both. It's got more for the iframes, I think. Though. Well, see, then it then it worked for you, right? Because you did something that worked for you. You figured out a way to do it and you, you did it. Like it you took did. advantage of the systems. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's interesting, though, because, you know, you have traditionally not been a Souls fan. And I think that the core of what you're rebelling against here is that soul's DNA that's being carried yes, forward. The I found new... the DNA and I'm like, I don't like it still. Yeah. You're spitting it out. You don't like that <laughs> DNA, but that is the core that this whole game is built on, right? Like the, the open world stuff is the new stuff. And you really respond well to that because you like open world games. You're good at those. And those are kind of your jam. But when you get to the core of this experience, which is still the soul's core, you don't like that. You haven't really liked the souls, souls games previously. You don't like what they, what they do. I mean, you just said you don't want to learn patterns. I mean, pattern learning, is like step one in a Souls game. Like if you don't right. learn patterns, you can't play this game. But that's not true. That's what I'm saying. And we're way, way long now, but we'll move to the next segment after this. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I haven't been doing patterns really. Like just recently, I beat like the last three bosses with patterns. But up until then, 30 hours in, I've been like brute forcing it and using my in school, like old school, like game mechanic rolls and dodges and stuff. So because I have Bloodhound Step and because I, I you know, utilize the roll and that other quick step, which is really good, actually, 
you can go to the left of them and right of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't been doing what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm so, well, see, so well, weird. That's the that's the game giving you like a way out then, right? Like that's the game giving you like Which is why options. I'm still playing it. Which is why I'm yeah. still playing it. Okay. okay. Let's cool. move on. And I like that we got into that because I don't know. The answer really is it's just subjective. Um, here's a couple of things and then we'll get to stories. Um, one thing I really like, let's get back to a pro, is that this whole world that's massive has so many little interesting stories that you don't have to do to beat the game. True. There's like a few main bosses, really, and like this really interesting landscape that I'm probably going to get to tonight, and like a big ending. Uh, But there's so much other stuff to do. And just today, kind of a story, I found a library, did all this stuff, beat a boss. I got to the end of the library, and there's this huge staircase, and I couldn't get to it. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, I know exactly where you're at, yeah. And then I went and looked it up on YouTube, and it was like, oh, do these 100 things first. And again, that's kind of in quotes cheating. But what's great about that is that there's so much little, little mini stories to do in this game where you have to go to many different things and get many different things and talk to people and, you know, craft something or whatever, and then you can do the next step in that story. Have you found yes. things like that? Like it's a long like line of stuff to do. Oh yeah, I mean that's really like the the basic Souls fabric. I mean that's kind of been in all of the Souls game. I think it's really it's better here because I feel like there's more of them, so you're you're bound to to get them more often. Um, they're less cryptic. I think a lot of times they give you clues. I mean they may still be pretty cryptic, but compared to the shit that we got in previous Souls games, it's basically like they're telling you go here and do this thing. Right. Um. Yeah. So it's it's they're much easier to understand and. Yeah, I mean, you don't need to engage in any of these things. I mean, that library that I got to, I couldn't do the next thing because I hadn't done the other 100 steps beforehand. But I'm like, okay, I know that this thing exists now. And when I finally do something else, I'll make that connection at some undetermined point in the future and I'll come back. And you'll come back. Or I found this other place where there's a locked door. I need to do a specific um, emote and I don't have the right emote. So I'm like, okay, I'll remember this and I'll come back. Or I found this lady who wanted me to do a specific thing. And she's like, well, you know, I, I could simply just leave and I don't have to do it. I can just walk on. Uh, but I'm like, okay, well, I'll remember this thing. And when I find the person you're talking about, I'll come back, you know? So it's like, there are tons of these little stories, but yeah, like you said, there's, I think there's really only five or six critical path bosses. And in fact, you'll find this very interesting. Uh, I, I saw this on Twitter earlier today. Somebody speed ran this game. And I think they took, 48 minutes to complete the entire game from oh start to finish. God. I saw two and a half hours, which already seemed insane. Yeah. It's already down to like under an hour right now. So, I mean, if you just crit path and you're also like a, a genius at playing this game, I mean, that just shows you like how much is essential as compared to how much is bonus. And like, God, it feels like 90% of this game is bonus. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and, and that's, that's, that's why I've been enjoying it. You know, I like feel like I could just take the game at my own pace and, beat a little mid boss again don't think i'm getting enough for it but uh you know that i said to said it earlier but it is like the journey along the way that's really the story um and it's really really fun i mean i really like it i just have some issues so that is cool (laughs) i know i'm just i sound like i'm two sides of a head this whole podcast it's great no it's not so great it's great um here's one last category and then we'll get to stories okay it's just the idea that and i've talked to a lot of souls fans and they kind of all said yeah yeah this is how it works that like this game and i guess all the other soul games have this thing where they cheese you like they do like cheap moves and all this kind of stuff but then you can cheese them so an example is one of my first stories is that you can well a you can farm 
you know? And it's like, sure. hey, if you can figure oh, yeah. out a way, we talked about it last episode. Yeah, yeah. If you can figure out a way to shoot this guy and he can't respond, then go for it, you know? Sure. And I actually find that endearing. So, like, that's something I actually like about this game. It feels like, oh, it knows it's a game in a way, right? And it's like, oh, yeah, that's, that's fuck been, around. That's been in the game forever. If you can find a way to take advantage, like, if there's a ledge that uh like like in the original demon souls um one of the bosses in that uh, flame lurker he's like one of the hardest dudes in the entire game that guy was like racking me just like crazy and i found um kind of an exploit where there was like a little ledge in his arena like a little bumpy rock or something and for whatever reason the ai could not navigate him around that rock like you had to kind of like get kind of funky with how you're running around to make him chase you in this one specific spot but once he got to that spot the AI would just like fuck up and it like, it couldn't get around the rock. And so then I could just like pelt him with arrows. So, nice. you know, that was like how I got past that guy in my, my first playthrough. And I didn't feel bad about it. That guy was wrecking my shit for days, dude. Once I found that exploit, I'm like, fuck you. I'm going to shoot you in the face with a hundred arrows. I don't care. I don't care. And if you find those things, go for it, man. Nothing bad about that. I like it. I mean, I like it. That's so weird. Yeah. yeah I really do you. enjoy that. I'm with you. Um, so here's a story then we're, we're going to transition a story. Um, and this is the first story, which is one of those moments which is, uh, and I, got, I did find it from the internet, but I was already in that location, which is one of the below places. And in the below places, there's a end boss. You know, there's like, what, you said five bosses or something? Are you talking about the underground part? Yeah, I'm in the underground, okay. and there's okay. like one of the final, you know, great enemies down there. And so what you do is you take off all your clothes, so you're light, and you can jump high, and you jump in, right before his doorway. You don't go in his doorway. You jump uh, to the side, and there's this little pillar, and it's fucking impossible, but if you do it, and it took me two hours or something, <laughs> and then I fucking did it, by the way, and you have to spin around in a circle, go super fast, like you turbo, but while you're on the head of a needle, basically, and spin around and then jump off the ledge in turbo mode, you'll land on a ledge on the side of the, of the boss. You run around, put all your clothes back on, and then walk up to him, and he doesn't aggro, and you just kill him. Oh, interesting. So like a little AI glitch there. It's Yeah, it's an AI glitch, but it's also like, again, that pillar was next to that ledge. Like, sure, there was a sure. QA test. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was difficult to do, but, you know, I don't know if it was someone that was someone found or if it's like they knew if you're that dedicated that you can do it that way. But that was one of my big ones. And by the way, nice. that was like 700,000 runes. <laughs> That's pretty interesting. That reminds me of, uh, again, back to the original Demon Souls uh Maneater is probably the other real tough boss because you're fighting two guys at once, which is really just really difficult. And there was a glitch. I think it's been patched out by now. But back in the day, there was a glitch where, you know, like, when you know, when you go to a boss room, sometimes there's that fog door, right? Like, you know, you don't see it the first time. But when you come back, if you die the first time, uh, it's like foggy. And then, you know, there's a door, a boss behind it or whatever. You see this, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So back in the day, you could go walk up to the fog door right before Maneater and you could kind of like, if you turn to the side a little bit, you, the camera would kind of glitch through it. And if you had a bow and arrow, the front of your bow would stick on the other side of the fog door and you could take pot shots at him. He wouldn't aggro. He'd stay right there and you could shoot him uh, from that distance without even entering the boss room. And you could kill, I think, one of them before you entered. And then you got that one down, go in, and then you'll have to fight one guy instead of two. So that was like another, like pretty similar to what you're describing there. Yeah. It's just like a lot of little moments like that. Um, the one that happened last night that I freaked out about and tweeted, like tweeted that you know, no one's going to believe me. This is this might actually be an actual glitch, but again, this game is so complicated. I don't know. Like maybe I had a special rune in my pocket, or like you know what I mean. Like I was glowing from the aura of whatever. 
Um, but there's that one dungeon, not dungeon, but whatever. It's got those chariots in it. And I think it's called like the Hero's Grave or something. The Fringe Folk Hero's Grave. Yeah, yeah I've been there. Uh-huh. And so, you know, this it's a puzzle, which is like all these different um, yes. Uh, yes. chariots that one-shot you. So I'm it's, a, just, it's just one chariot. No, it's two chariots. There's just one. There's two. I'm pretty Maybe, sure it's just well, we're one, in a dude. different one then, because the one I'm in, you go down. Uh, no, no, yeah, we're thinking about two different places. Okay, so mine's like further up north. Okay, okay. so this one, there's one chariot again, and then you beat, you know, get, run past him, fight bullshit enemies. Yeah, uh, and then again, it's a different one because you get in the middle, and then there's a second chariot that comes at you from the other direction. Uh, so it's a different. I don't think you've been. Okay, there. maybe so, not. Maybe different ones. So sure. it's like again cheesy. It's like, hey, you have to figure out. You'll die first because you know you didn't know there's another chariot. So I finally figured out maneuver it. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm gonna try to do this. And then after that, there's a boss door, and then you have to beat two bosses. And I was like, fuck, I'm gonna try. So I maneuver. This is so cool, dude. It, it, it can't be like a full glitch because it it had actual animation. But I did like I jumped around it, did something. I maybe used a spell. I can't remember. Uh, no, I didn't use a spell. Anyways, the fucking chariot showed up, came at me, and instead of uh, attacking me, a sphere was underneath it, and it exploded. So this the chariot entered the boss room and exploded? No, or? no, it was before the boss room, and the chariot was just there, and then it fucking exploded. And I was like, what the fuck? And it gets weirder. Okay, so I've never seen the chariot explode, and I didn't do it. I just was running and dodging and bloodhound stepping. And then after it blew up, I walked near the door where the enemy or the bosses were, and it just gave me all the rewards. Interesting. I mean, that probably sounds like something that it sounds like an Easter egg, maybe like maybe they have a little weak spot on the bottom of the thing or whatever that you can do. Right. And And if if you figure that out, then yeah. Yeah. I mean, that to me sounds like you figured out you accidentally stumbled into like the top secret strat or something like that. I mean, they do stuff like that where you can maneuver things in the environment or if you take out certain things, the boss will be different. Um, you know, like there's uh, sometimes where if you killed certain enemies beforehand, then you got to the boss, the boss would be weaker. Or like if you, uh, you know, did X, Y, Z, it would, it would alter the boss battle. That to me sounds like the extreme example of that. I haven't been to that one yet, but it sounds like you got lucky and found like the top secret win card there. Dude, that is the coolest thing because I was literally going for those two bosses because they were going to give me my favorite armor set, which you've probably seen in pictures. It's like a fucking sick armor set. So by me doing whatever I did and blowing up the chariot or the what's it called? Uh, chariot. Yeah. I got the whole armor set. It just oh, nice. it was like uh, gloves, helmet, you know, everything. You got it. Bing, 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 bing. And I was like, what the fuck happened? And so I didn't go in the uh, I didn't go in the boss room. I was like, I don't have to fuck with those guys. They're going to give me like three XP. No, oh, nice. So I just left. <laughs> I fucking left, dude. I felt like I had won the day. It was such a cool moment. That is really funny. That Do you have really like funny. one big moment you want to share that's like um a, something like the, like a I don't know a crazy story like that? Gosh, I don't know, man. There's I mean, so it's, many little moments. I know. There's so many little moments, right? And I um, I mean, I think probably a good example uh, of why I like the stuff that FromSoft does is because because of stuff like that, like when you figure those things out or when you try something. And it works, right? Like there was one part where I was really trying to get to this one mine because it had the stones I needed to upgrade. And I just could not figure out like how I was supposed to get there. So I got really frustrated and I'm like, you know, um, I'm going to just like fuck around with my horse and I'm going to just see because, 
you know, there's a lot of sections in this game that are very vertical. From uses a lot of verticality mm-hmm. to separate areas, and you're not supposed to really cross those uh, cross those streams. Like they're too far, too far to drop, and you die, or they're too high to climb. But I was looking at this one cliff, and I'm like, you know, I it's kind of sus. I kind of feel like maybe they wanted you to climb this one. I think you could probably spend the entire game and never, ever, ever do this. I don't think that you need to. But I was really hurting for a shortcut, and I wanted to get to this place really quickly. So I got on the horse, and I mean, it took me like half an hour. Like, it was fucked up and stupid. But I, I, I was like, there's a little ledge. I know that if I land this thing just right, if I get the horse's hoof just on it just right, yeah, I feel like if I could get there, I could get up the rest of it. And I jumped and failed and jumped and failed and jumped and failed and jumped and failed. And then finally, I hit it. Like, one time I got lucky. Whatever combination of, of hand motions I did, I hit it. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I uh, immediately hit the stick and fell off. But I'm like, fuck. But now I know you can do it. I mm-hmm. know that you can land on the ledge. So another 15, 20 minutes, got on this ledge. And then once I got in again, I did move. And then I made one more jump. And then I got to where I was going, right? So that was kind of like a little Easter egg where I think they knew you could probably do that. But it had to be. You had to try so hard, right? Like, it wasn't easy. It wasn't just a jump, jump, and you're there. It's like... You got to go around, motherfucker. And if you don't want to go around, then you got to pay the price of frustration and angst of trying to jump on this tiny little microscopic little ledge. But if you want to do it, you can do mm-hmm. it. And I did. So I don't want to do that all the time. But that was one time when it really paid off. And I felt like I was gaming the system the way that they wanted me to game the system in a in a good way. And it felt good to finally do that. To that point, I think the one thing besides the combat for me, again, it's just not my style, but, the, you know, the you should do this this way and this is how we want you to do it uh, and try it and see if you can do it. And that's like the combat, but it's also the open world, like you just said. And I think more games need that. Like, I love the idea of an organic, you know, I, I'm a big proponent of AI and doing their own systems and emergent gameplay. But like even th- simple things like that, that's design, you know, it's going like, hey, we're going to build this thing that's like pretty tough to do. But if the person wants to try it, then they can do it. And I think more games need that instead of like invisible fucking walls, you know, yeah. it's like, well, and it yeah. doesn't all have to be breath of the wild. I'm saying, but like, it's like, yeah, a few of those kind of random things. It's good. You know, I getting back to that a little bit more. I mean, I think something that we haven't really talked about a lot is I know that, you know, this game is difficult in many ways. I mean, we both have expressed some frustration here and there and the souls game in general have, are very difficult, you know, well-known, well-documented, but something about Elden ring that I really appreciate in addition to that, that, stress release valve of the open world like we discussed but is also how many options you have in order to get past the stuff that they put in your way so you know for example like me using the mountain goat in my way up the side of the hill to like do this giant shortcut right i didn't have to do that but i could and i did and i put the time in and i made it but also you know in terms of the builds right like i think you can be a magic user and be from you know do dps from a distance you can be up close melee like you you could do like a stealth guy you could do you know there's an archer like whatever so there's all those options but then on top of that there's also like the whole like summoning system and i feel like even though it's not perfect definitely not perfect i mean there's a lot of things i would want to change about it the fact that you can either you know a go into a fight on your own or b go into a fight with a friend or a rando i guess or C, go into a fight with the Ash Summons, um, which is like, you know, different spirits, monsters, knights, whatever that you can go into battle with. I mean, there's so many options. When you take all those different factors into account, you really can find a strategy that works for you no matter what boss you're at and really, you know, find success. I mean, it may not be easy. I mean, I'm not saying that these are going to be cakewalks, but it goes from being impossible 
to, oh, that was really difficult, but I had a strategy and I executed and then we did it, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I love that they give you all these options and maybe those things aren't necessarily obvious or even appreciated by people who haven't played the previous Souls games. But when you compare and contrast, I mean, this one offers you so much compared to what we used to get. I mean, it's not perfect. I would want to change some things, but it's it's huge steps forward, I think. Yeah, it's almost like akin to an MMORPG in that way. It's like, I'm going to be a trader. I'm just going to trade. I mean, you can't just do that, but you know, you can be an archer, you can be a wizard, you can, and you can play the game and beat the bosses in different ways. So um, I really like it. Again, I said a bunch of negative things. Some of the things aren't going to be for me ever, but there's enough here to like that. I think even people who don't like from soft games um, would like this game, you know, there's, there's a lot to like. There's also probably a lot to not like. I mean, I don't think this game is for everybody. No, by no means would I recommend this to anybody, right? Like, I don't think this is a game for anybody. You have to kind of buy in, in a certain way. You have to be ready to do things a little differently. You have to be ready to take it on its own terms. Most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time. So I, I don't think that people who want the traditional open experience, open world experience are going to get it here. But I think if they're really to embrace something different or to, to see what souls is like in a new context i think it's good for that and that's what i did i feel like you know we've been talking about um souls games forever on this podcast and i just would run away i mean i'd play them and then i'd run away but this is the one i've spent the most time in and i think i am gonna try to beat it like i feel like it's within my grasp you know because like bosses give me a problem but then i go not just the iframes but i brute force a little bit and i figure a way out but uh but before we close it down let's just say where we are right now and what, like what our main um, issue is like, you know, our objective. Sure. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Why don't you go first? All right. So like I said, I'm about 50 ish hours in and I, I mean, honestly, I've only gotten about maybe two continents open. I, I there's tons of the really? map. I haven't even, wow. Yeah, okay. Tons of the map. I haven't even gotten to yet. I'm just taking my time when I play, I'm very thorough, so I really want to make sure I don't miss anything. And I'm sure I've already missed a million things, but I'm doing the best I can. And I'm just like, you know, poking in the corners and seeing what's behind a rock. And I'm just doing that. So, I mean, at this point, uh, I'm basically towards the top of Liernia, which is like the, the continent that's right above the starting continent. So I've got the starting continent pretty well mapped out. I've got Liernia, which is the northern part, pretty well mapped out. And beyond that, the whole rest of the world is basically just like fog. So I'm I'm pretty far in, but I don't feel like I've done very much. I've beaten one of the big bosses. I beat the first one, which was uh, what? Not Margaret. Uh, what's yeah? Margaret was, was the first one. No, he was the first guy when, at the beginning of the castle. But there's the guy afterwards. Godric. Godric. Godric yeah. Godric. With yeah. the dragon arm. Holy yeah, yeah, yeah. Godric. Yeah. I really want to equip that dragon arm. By the way, I really want to do I that, know, but I right? do not have the stats for it. So I beat Godric. Other that's it. Like other than that, I've just been like riding around, killing random bosses, finding stuff, exploring places, and that's as far as I got. So fifty hours. There you go. This game will take me five hundred hours to finish. Yeah, I, I mean, again, I think I think for me it won't because I'm gonna go right for the bosses now. I feel like you know that's kind of ha- how I play games. I get anxious, and I also want to finish Elix. So I might do that. I don't think it's gonna take. But I, if I go back to it, which I think I will, because like that staircase thing and all these little stories. It's fun. You know, I like the fact there's more stuff to do. But I've opened up almost every piece of the map. <laughs> um, again, it just shows our play styles, you know, and that's what's great about it. And there's one section to the northwest that I it, haven't mapped yet uh, fully. It's like crazy, really huge. 
uh, which I don't, you probably don't even see it on your map yet. I don't think I can even yeah, see it yet. There's another one, but I'm right now I'm stuck at, um, this is a minor, minor spoiler, but the main first boss that you're not supposed to beat in the beginning area, you know, the tree guy, tree knight. The, the, the guy, the guy in the golden armor riding yeah, the horse in the very yeah. beginning. Yeah. He's yeah. like, you know, not like a supposed, he's like the first bad guy you see when you start the game. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, I don't know if I can. So anyways, there's another one of him. It's like two, you know, tree horseman two, but he's like wildly more difficult. Uh, and if you thought that guy was hard, it, this guy's much harder. And so he's, he's protecting a door and that fucking door is the last landmass. And I know in that last landmass is two things. One, a, a bell for the smithing stones, okay. you know, and I really need that fucking bell. Oh, dude, I need those like so bad. I, I have so bad. I have all of them except no, I have a lot of them, but there's some new ones in this new landmass. Oh man, so, I need those level five smithing stones. Like nobody's right. fucking. They're business, up there, man. by the way. They're they're in this landmass that I'm trying to get to right now. Uh, when you get that bell, you can go back to the room and yeah, upgrade your sword or whatever you're upgrading. But so if I beat him, then I get to the new area, and I think in that new area is also the final final thing. I'm upgrading a very tiny knife, by the way. I have a very small knife. Oh, yeah, weapons. So you have a knife, which is, yeah, but you're also a mage. Yeah, so I I, I do use it, though, because it's a fucking good knife. You took out the salamander with that knife. Yep, I just, it's my little sharp little crystal knife. It looks like it's maybe like six inches long. It's a little pointy at the end, but man, that thing Guess can the cut job a bitch. Done. It's real good. It's real good. Um, I'm using two two different weapons, and the last boss I had to switch, you know, because again, different bosses, different attacks sometimes. So I have a huge uh, gold axe, two two sided axe thing, and I got it from a boss, which always feels good. Like again, every once in a while, they'll give you something good. I fought this huge winged creature, and I he gave me an actual fucking weapon, and it felt great. So I'm using that fucking weapon. Oh, wait, actually, both of my weapons I beat bosses for. Isn't that funny? Okay. The, well, there you go. Right. There you yeah. Go. I'm, I know I'm proving against my point, but <laughs> they're, they're two out of 40 hours. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I mean, totally like we alluded to, right? Like, it just depends. Who are you? Where are you going? You could find something amazing. But they were. I've right. talked to people who found something amazing from the get go, and they're surprised I didn't. And I'm like, I, I literally put in 30 hours before I found something good. Okay. So just, Maybe I'm wrong. You know, okay. I'll just hit say, or miss. Hit or, hit or miss. miss, let's say. But. I, it, did, it took me a while, and so I got that one from that person. And then there was a really cool enemy that was creepy as fuck in this weird, like, little um, uh, village where all these women were dancing and singing. I tweeted it. That sounds creepy. It was super. It felt like a horror game. But and by the way, I didn't attack any of the ladies. I just felt like that'd be a bad idea. So I went right by them. I got to the top of the mountain with these witches and uh, all this creepiness. And there was a really weird, cool-looking character um, that was a boss. And uh, after I thought I got him, you know, like the second stage of him, his whole body was really tall, but he would just stretch his neck out at me. (laughs) And it was like so horror movie, you know, like the abyss or something or like, I don't know, whatever horror movie you think of. But his whole body would extend like like elastic. And it was so fuck. And it was a really fun fight. And I beat him. And that's my main weapon now. It's like this. um, What is it? Like a spear. But it, it, it like when you attack with it, it attacks twice immediately. I was hoping you were gonna say it was his rubber neck. That oh, I cool. know. It's his long rubber neck. It doesn't do much <laughs> damage. It's like four damage. That would be amazing. <laughs> no, but he had this like it's like a scythe kind of sith thing or whatever, you know, like a like a spear thing. Right. But right, what's right. great about it is it does like, you know, slow damage, but it can its main attack at like one or two or three attacks like right away. And I feel hmm. like I'm one of the bosses that like cheese me, you know? 
where they hit me like 12 times at once. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so it's the best weapon. Sounds amazing. I probably can't use it, but it sounds You can't amazing. use it, yeah. Yep. My strength is like insane. All right, well, <laughs> that was an awesome talk. I, we're going to talk more about it on another show. I'm sure we will. I mean, I'm going to be playing this game. Like I said, it's going to take me 500 hours to finish. It may not be the focus of every show because we definitely need to cover other no, things. No, we'll talk other things. I, I for sure, I, I, I'm positive we're going to come back to it. Next episode, Elex 2 for me, for sure. Elex 2. I don't know what's up for me next episode, but we'll find something. We will find something to fill that void. All right, folks, that is a show. This brings the Elden Cast Elden to cast. a close. Thank you for listening. As always, we want to get your questions and comments. Hit us up, SoVideoGamesPodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at SoVideoGames, but you can reach us individually. Carlos, where are we directing your traffic this week, sir? TikTok, I'm back to it. I made some videos. You might have heard of one of them. They went, in quotes, viral. Uh, so, Carlos Rodella, uh, my name on TikTok. Right on. As for me, same as always, Twitter and Instagram. It's my name, B-R-A-D-G-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y. All A's, no O's. And that's going to do it for episode 275. Thank you all again for joining us here on the So Video Games Podcast. And we will see you next week. But in the meantime, this is bye from Brad. And well, I'm going back to be the tarnished from Carlos. <laughs> you are retarnished. I'm retarnished. Re-entering Tarnish territory. <laughs> Tarnish Town. That's a good podcast name, too. But the Elden Cast is better. The Elden Cast. There we go. Thanks, folks.